0: everybody. Welcome back to Joe on Joe. It's me, your host, Joe Slepsky, and you're in for a treat this week. We are going to explore how Cobra rewrites history by omitting information from textbooks. It's a completely preposterous plan that anyone listening in Texas has never <laughs> heard of. And in order to <laughs> dig into this subject, we, I am proud and happy to welcome my friend. He's a writer. He actually has worked in the schoolastic settings before as a school counselor, Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's out here in California as a writer. His name is Michael Witt. Michael, welcome to Joe on Joe.
1: Thank you for having me, Joe. I'm excited to be here. Oh, my goodness gracious. So (laughs) uh,
0: we're going to talk about you being a writer. We're going to talk about uh, your your journeys through your your childhood and things you're into, but let's let's get this out of the way since we're we're talking the subject of school and school counseling. What's right. your experience at, uh, at working as a school counselor?
1: So uh, I was originally working in radio, and uh, job security is limited there. So I decided to go back and get my master's degree in counseling. What? Yes. Um, And I did it the stupid way. And by stupid way, I mean I went to an expensive private school. (laughs) So, uh, anybody out there who's wondering if I'm still paying it off, the answer is yes. Uh, (laughs) And um, I did a few internships in like K through 12 settings, like guidance counseling type settings, and did not really like it. This is back on the East Coast. I actually only been in LA for about a year now. Oh, okay. Where are you from? I moved here from New York, and originally from Philadelphia. Love it, uh, and I also went to school and grad school in Philadelphia, so that's where awesome. all this was taking place. Uh, but when I got into a uh, did an internship at a college, I realized I liked working with the adult students more, and well, the rest is history. I ended up having a career in higher education counseling. So in college, in, in at the college level, awesome. What what school was that? What school did you work uh, in? So th- shout, at first, I'm shout at a, out, I was a, <laughs> at a community college in Philadelphia. Community college of Philadelphia.
0: Shout out, community <laughs> college, Philadelphia. <laughs> what's up? What's up, Philly?
1: We're big in Philly, big numbers in Philly. (laughs) That's good to know, my hometown. Uh, Then I was at uh, the new school, or the Parsons School of Design, that's in New York, that's where I was before I came out here. Uh, Then I came to a college out here, which I hated more than anything, and probably shouldn't name, but I will say a recent... I probably should Shout
0: down to college you won't name. Shout down. That's I, all right. I, you know what? I, I really
1: want to. You
0: know what? We don't have a lot of listeners there, so screw them.
1: I really want to, but I probably shouldn't because there may or may not be a lawyer involved with them right now oh <laughs> boy
0: oh boy! Um, but yeah they're here, they're
1: here in los angeles uh, It's
0: all good so <laughs> um yeah no 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 it's all right uh, so when so as a as a, as a counselor at college mm-hmm. what kind of issues are you dealing with there like is it is it um social issues is it's more i it's, don't know what classes to take for my career it's, issues
1: it's, a, it's a prime well every once in a while i get a social issue primarily it is a uh concern about you know what's next after i graduate more job focused yeah and also yeah. the classes what kind of classes should I because i
0: never spoke to a counselor in college and that would be why i had no I idea what i was going to I- do <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> counselors training counselors to be counselors yeah
1: <laughs> so um Actually, interesting story that's, that's coming to mind. When I my first counseling appointment once I moved to the new school in, in New York, um, was with a student who, as a child, her and her uh, parents defected from North Korea to South Korea. Oh, shit. and yeah, and she was telling me the story about how like she doesn't know any of her like extended family. Like she knows her younger brother who was yeah. born after they were in South Korea, and her parents and like but uncles. Aunts, is she like hasn't uh, heard from. Is she no an time. un?
0: What is she an un? Or a Kim, I oh, guess oh, it would be. I think the last name is Kim, right? Um,
1: I don't recall what yeah, her name was. Yeah. But
0: she doesn't know her. She doesn't know her cousin, <laughs> but he's got his interesting haircut. Uh, he's a little chunky. He's good friends with Dennis Rodman,
1: <laughs> and he has power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlimited power. <laughs> Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, and yeah. so do they come to you like they come to you like um,
0: like I'm a, like I'm a, I'm addicted to uh, you know and I mean this seriously mm-hmm. like like I'm a, I'm addicted to drugs. or addicted to this drug. Kind of a counsel problem, or is it? Um, you know, like uh, my dad won't buy me a this that, or I can't afford this or that. Unless, like, job. you know what I mean. Like, like exactly, I got yeah. like so so which which would it be, or would it be both?
1: I would say it's both more on the side of, you know, my parents wanted me to come here. And, yeah. You know, or, um,
0: my dad's a producer at Blank. Yeah, blank, yeah. And I'm only doing this so he can hire me later. And and I would also get questions stupid. like,
1: um, oh, uh, my, my dad works at, you know, uh, Goldman Sachs or whatever, or yeah, some big yeah. company or some big, uh, uh, studio. Uh, do I still need a resume to apply for a job there? <laughs> oh, like, boy. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's. That's maddening. Really, you're in college. <laughs> that's
0: maddening. So, uh, how many years were you in that uh, college environment? About six. It, seven, it would be yeah, six yeah, and a half. Six and a half years. Seven, yeah. yeah. So, in that world, did you deal with? Were there any questions at, at, at this higher level of like censorship of books and stuff like that? Because that's kind of what we're dealing with on today's episode. Of, oh, You know, Cobra. Huh. Cobra goes in and they change the history books. You know, they rewrite the history. You know. They, they put up statues to losing Cobra Generals to, to try to, you
1: know, buck up, you I, know. I, I wouldn't say, so here, here's the thing about working in higher education. Anybody who's a, considering a career in higher education, please listen closely and take my word. Um, so there is the faculty side and there's the administrative side. The faculty side is, you know, like your professor, your, your guy who has his Ph.D. in economics or whichever subject he's teaching, a guy, that really know, or, guy or, or lady who really knows his or her mm-hmm. stuff. Political correctness. You like that? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's good for your show. <laughs> that's that's... Um, On the administrative side, you have a lot of people who um, wanted to be something else but couldn't be that, so they yeah. went to higher education. Interesting. So, like, um, my boss, my boss's boss, like, my boss's boss career, I'm um, sorry, uh, education, she, she was in college for engineering. Uh-huh. My boss... Um, uh, sports man, sports medicine, and then a master's in sports medicine. So it was like these people who clearly had no ambition on being in higher education. They just found, yeah. out, oh, it's a job that I could do. So I'm right. Do it. Right. Whereas me, I actually have a bachelor's in, in education, a master's in education. I mm-hmm. actually wanted to be an educator. And so, are you? But
0: you're not do Are you not doing that
1: today? <laughs> no, I'm not doing it today. I, I have no desire to go back into higher ed. Actually, it burned you out. It, it burned me out. Yeah, it I destroyed it, you. It, it's <laughs> it's it destroyed. Really? Yeah, I, I don't I don't regret. Leaving at all, yeah. like it, it, it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. I feel like, I, like it was like a—I hate to say it—the weight was lifted. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and so now, and so now, you're 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 writing out here in Hollywood. You're working on you're working on your scripts and your and and what, <laughs> what are you doing?
1: Uh, writing, um, living off savings. That's great. <laughs> and uh, looking for work in like an HR. Like I'm, I'm gonna need a job eventually. So like sure. uh, like an HR sure, sure, like sure, employee training. What, what kind of setting. stuff you focus on writing? Uh, writing so um, right now I um, so I developed a a sketch that was performed at Second City uh, awesome. uh, throughout throughout the summer called Class of '48. Um, the idea was to uh, I wanted to, I wanted an all female cast. Uh, they were all lifelong friends who graduated from high school in 1948 mm-hmm. at their that would have been 70th year reunion, and uh, they're talking about how they're the last ones left and, and and so forth. Anyway, long story short, I took those characters because I liked them so much and I developed them into a, an actual pilot. Um, which I'm constantly, constantly tweaking. And I try to describe the pilot as it's Orange is the New Black meeting the Golden Girls. Nah. So, <laughs> and what I mean by that, so Orange is the New Black, they're confined in a state-run, under-budget, a lot of social problems in, in a facility. Yeah. Golden Girls, um, older females, same thing here. Older females in a state-run nursing home Yes, they had the freedom to leave, but they still have all those budget constraints. Family abandons them there, so a lot of that plays into it. I'm trying so to- it
0: so it takes place in a nursing. Do you, have, nursing- do you have do you have history oh, like working yes. in nursing? homes? I, mom, I, I or? um
1: I was raised by a nursing assistant. See, My mother was a nursing assistant.
0: That's <laughs> brilliant, kids. That's yeah. where the inspiration comes from. At a when they say when <laughs> they say write what you know, they yeah. don't mean write your life story. Mm. They mean write about environments and situations that you're comfortable and familiar with because you know the details of them. And when, and when and if it's something you're not uh, comfortable and familiar with, a good writer will go out and get comfortable and familiar with mm-hmm, those things. Mm-hmm. They will research those things. They will live in those worlds. You know, I'd, I've never worked as a coffee barista, but if I'm going to write a story about working at a coffee shop, I'm going to interview people. I'm going to get comfortable. I'm going to know those worlds well enough to write it, and that's what writing what you know means. You grew up in that environment, mm-hmm. and so now you're right. That's fantastic.
1: Yes, uh, and once it, they would have their usual bring your kid to work, Day once a year, and my mother would always bring me and my sister. And yeah, we'd get like a little tour, same tour every year, and every year we'd come back, and there would be a few residents that weren't there, that are <laughs> there than the year before, Unfortunately, Jesus. you know, <laughs> seemed, we laughed, we laughed because it's
0: it, I know, but it seemed to always be the ones who
1: like talked to us and made an impact on us. Like, we would remember, oh, oh Jerry, I remember yeah. Jerry last year. Where is he? Oh, oh, that's he's dead. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, that's... Yeah, uh, it was yeah. always the, the nice ones who didn't make it to the next year. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a state-run a nursing uh, thing. I, and my mother was also the union rep there, so she, like... She would be at home, you know, doing any business on the phone. I would, like, hear sure. all, the, all the stories, like, what goes on behind, yeah, behind yeah, the scenes yeah. and the battles and all that stuff, so.
0: We we hung out uh, at our church a lot when we were kids, and my grandma was a member of our church, and so uh, a lot of the women her age or mm-hmm. a lot of older people there, and so we would hang out with them a lot, too. So we weren't at a nursing home, but I was around, you know, the women of my grandma's age, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. They would make us blankets and, you know, things like that. They would mm-hmm. have their sewing. So- and... The more we got, and they were delightful, and they are nothing but wonderful memories. But then I remember there was a point when I would, I, I remember hearing a story about, like, oh, grandma doesn't talk to, fill in the black, forget her name is. I will mm-hmm. just say, uh, an older woman's name, Alma. Uh, mm-hmm. She doesn't talk to Alma anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, but they're old. Like... Why do they get angry with each other? Yeah. Isn't it and it's because so high I mean school. because right, right, <laughs> it was so high school. Like there's I mean, and they're obviously it's because they're human and you know, people mm. can still yeah, butt like heads. That. Of course, that's the reason. But I remember being such an eye-opening thing as a child of me going but they were friends, and now they don't like each other. They're, you know, they're grandmothers. What's there not to like? But, exactly. You know, yeah. it's just such a moment of real of and, like, and, and, that and place, you're and you're, you're you must have been immersed in that. In what I'm yeah. writing, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, like I, I'm including some of that that bullying is yeah. going to be there. Um, there was uh, it wasn't at the nursing home my mom worked at, uh, but growing up there was a nearby nursing home where there was like an STD outbreak. With the residents. <laughs> oh, I've heard yeah. yeah. I, so I've read those I've seen those stories in the so, news. Like, yes, I, I wanna get yes. all that in. Um and of there's course. and there's also been stories there's a character who's like obsessed with his freedom, like, you know, being able to control elements of his life and his name's William and he's um he got a prescription.
0: Wait, obsessed with freedom. His name's William. Yeah. Is he, is he going to have his guts slowly ripped out and yell, Freedom!
1: No, no, no. no nothing nothing like that. William but Wallace. But, so it's, one thing that's interesting about that community is you learn that the smallest things make the biggest deals to them. So yeah. like for William, it's, Oh, I was able to go to my own doctor, and he gave me my, my medicine. And instead of giving it to the nurses for them to give me my monthly my daily pills, I'm going to keep this one to myself. It's my it's a it's, a, yeah. it's you know me. a little bit of my control they can have. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's it sounds funny when you're reading my pilot, but it's real. And oh, that was my goal to make it make it incredibly real, but also funny. It's so
0: real. I mean, yeah, it yeah. is it is just like you say, like prison like It's real like that. Like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. you you have no control. So the little things you can control. That's yes. my that's my toothbrush. Mm-hmm. That's my magazine, that's my mm-hmm. pack of cigarettes, it's my whatever, yep. that becomes such an important thing in your
1: world. Yeah, yeah, and that's... You, you, yeah. It, yeah. That, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's funny. It can be funny, yeah. um, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make little things like that funny, then I'm trying to make things that are normally hilarious yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. Like, um, I kind of planned out where they want the season to go, and there's going to be like this um, climactic point in the season where um, a rival on the show I've yet to develop uh, ends up going to the bathroom in, in her pants and what she, what she, and, then you're, and you're laughing and thinking about it it's so, funny and anybody listening probably no, like it no, it's. But, but, but my goal would be to yeah. um, when it happens like I want to make it look incredibly sad like this lady's humiliated by this Yeah, she can't control yeah. it like I want everybody to get that, that, that realistic feeling of you know this is going to be us one day, right? That That's the goal. Well, that's great, man. Yeah, that's so. great. Well, it, it sounds There's like, my soft side. it sounds like, <laughs> it,
0: no, I love it. it. It sounds like, it sounds like you're well on your way, man. And then, and, yeah. and so it, it, that's going to see, that's just so great. That's why you're so perfect for this episode. Uh, kindergarten commandos where <laughs> you've got this, you've got the scholarly background and then basically it's, it's dealing with, this is dealing with children, but it's the same kind of, it's that, you just mm-hmm. you said earlier the that, that high school bullying or high school cliquish, we'll mm-hmm. say because it's mm-hmm. not always about bullying mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a high school cliquish atmosphere mm-hmm. and it sounds like you were raised pretty deep in that so what uh you you were raised in New York or, or lived in Philly or Philadelphia you raised yeah you were raised yeah, in yeah. Philly. New York was lived, uh, New York, after grad school New York yeah. So Philly, years. when you were like 10 years old, I don't know we you talking earlier. I don't think you were. You, you said you mid-90s. weren't really in a G.I. Joe, but mid 90s. What, what kind of stuff were you
1: into? So I was uh, really into Myrtle Combat 2, my Super Nintendo. I actually, had a, <laughs> I, I've been working. <laughs> this is why I feel I deserve this time off right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working since I was actually seven years old because I had a cousin who had a paper route and I would help him out. Uh-huh. And when I was 10... I guess I was allowed to have my own paper route by, by the uh, yeah. the Philadelphia Inquirer, and I was I was actually like, delivering papers. And sure. I remember oh, yeah. saving up my money, and it was eighty dollars to get this Mortal Kombat two game when it first came out, and I was like so proud of myself, like yeah, I I bought that, I saved up yeah. eighty dollars. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's 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 a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. was <laughs> I mean, a lot that, of money. That's Twenty years yeah. ago, a lot yeah, of yeah, money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and awesome, I I too was a paper route guy. Yeah. And yeah. it was uh, that was it was a struggle. Oh yeah, the struggle yeah, was yeah. real especially in Philly. Climate's pretty much oh, yeah. like Chicago. Oh yeah, the winter yeah, is the winter worst. is still yeah. the, the you're and then like you're you're trying to slosh around on your bike mm-hmm. as long as you can in the well, yeah, snow well, it, and then eventually you have see, to walk well, The good it.
1: thing about the, the bigger a city like Philadelphia is it's a lot of row homes so everything you, you, everything's walking. Um oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you ne- you usually have a car and you just because it's easier than the, than the yeah, bike yeah, yeah. because I mean, if you're on your bike Unless you're going like slow to the point where you're going to fall over sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to, like, you know, fast enough as you're passing Well, I don't know. That's how the
0: game Paperboy worked, right? <laughs> That's true. You <laughs> just yeah. hit a button. Trust me. I had all these plans of <laughs> wanting to make ejector things like <laughs> I wanted. I was like, if we put a spring on a piece of wood, it, just, it would load the thing and it would fire it just like Paperboy.
1: Don't you love humanity? I yeah. Mean, it's a paper route, and we're looking for ways to make that even lazier. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you also have the? Uh, did you also have like the paper? off fantasies of like when you go to I don't know. We would have to go collect the money. Yes, once a month. Oh, yeah. I hated that. And be like, I want, I want the, uh, the 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 hot divorcee from down the street to answer in her negative. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: wish certain people would answer. Um, and, and actually, it wasn't always about the, the hot person. It was always sometimes about like okay. The husband never tips. <laughs> well, there's that. The wife too. always yeah. tips. Yeah, or or and I don't see the wife's car in the driveway right now, yeah, so yeah. I'm going.
0: I'm going to come back. The more realistic one was just that person's an a hole. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I really don't like that person, <laughs> and here they are again, and
1: they're they're upset about paying me their four dollars or five seventy five. Yeah, like I only ever month. had one bad experience when I was collecting, um, and uh, so the guy missed his every two weeks. I would do it, and he missed his last week, so he would double. Yeah. And he just like, I don't guess we're having a bad day. He usually, usually it was a very nice guy. He was joking, he would joke around me and stuff. But he just like lost it on me, canceled his subscription and everything. And um I actually went to school with his daughter. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and the next day, his daughter felt the need to apologize to me and say how she felt embarrassed. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's funny.
0: We there was always the people that uh would just tip you pay you pay you and tip you in coins Mm -hmm. yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. then there was one checks checks checks, yeah (laughs) uh there was a dude that was uh i mean obviously there's going to be the hoarders on every route too and he lived um he lived right next to our grade school so you would walk by it if you went a certain way every day and he was a he was a I would say a clean hoarder because he kept all of his newspapers, but he kept them stacked up and bundled right in his Mm -hmm. garage. I don't know if he was planning on recycling them or if he was just keeping them just to keep them. But he was. I lived alone, and you know, it it was one of those situations that it could have gone serial killer, you know, or it could have gone the way I think it did go, which was he was just a nice old man who was a little peculiar and lived on his own. Yeah, and but he but he would always pay in pennies, and 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 on Halloween he'd always give out pennies. But he was just a peculiar dude who sat in his garage all day, and and as a kid, I remembered that was one of the earliest experiences of meeting someone who was different, Mm -hmm. just different. Mm -hmm, You know, like mm -hmm. that's a different dude with a different lifestyle. And at first, you're judgmental of him. Mm -hmm. You know, you're boo, you boo, Radley him. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of a boo, Radley. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, this guy's a weirdo. But then the more you got to know him, and the more you went to his house, and the more you see, oh, he's just different. He's just Okay, mm-hmm, D- mm-hmm. You just, I don't think we had the word hoarder in our vocabulary at the time, but he just he keeps stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's always nice and he's always friendly. And then he became that friendly. He was that boot radley guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Did you have stuff like that?
1: Uh, there was a hoarder. Um, he, uh, I don't know what the inside was. He, I, he, I never really talked with the guy. He didn't. I didn't collect from him. He paid directly to the, the company. Yeah. So I had to go collecting and knock on his door. Uh, so he hoarded in his yard. Uh, he was, like, oh. the only house on my route that had a yard. It was a big yard, yeah. too. And um, it was just, like, like, like hundreds of old lawnmower parts. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, these old, metal, 1940s-style lawn chairs. Like, like Tons of them. Rusted as hell. Um It just looked ridiculous, and uh, when when he died, they ended up clearing out his yard and building houses. (laughs) Of
0: course, yeah. I mean, that's that's the that's the lesson for all of us. When you die, they will just move on.
1: Yeah, but you get to. There are people who like I met and collected from during that time, and like uh, or just delivered papers to, and they and they're still like with me because I remember like learning something from them, and it Mm. sounds so cheesy, but no, that's great. Um, like all my life, we always had small dogs in the in the house. Uh. Like Shih Tzu's, Western uh-huh. area, stuff like that, and there was this house nearby that had two massive Rottweilers, and I was always afraid of them as a kid. Yeah. Then when I got my paper, out, I had to collect from the person. Like they were like the nicest dogs in the neighborhood. I mean, yeah, they could probably tear me apart if they wanted to, yeah, yeah, but they were like because they I, saw I you would, every day. I would, day. Yeah, I would yeah. pet them, and, and, the, and the owner was very friendly. I mean, the owner looked like this like lunatic guy, but he was like very soft spoken. He was like a Mike Tyson type, like big, crazy looking, but nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, And <that's- laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think he ever went to jail for attacking anybody so. no well let's hope let's let's <laughs> so, hope not, not to mike tyson yeah anything. yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> let,
0: let's hope not so well uh i'm excited we're going to talk a little more about your love for video games during this episode sure. i think we're going to talk about uh dealing with uh, kindergarten commandos
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh man i'm excited so we're on social media we can find you at wit michael w-i-t-t michael
1: yes that is me on twitter and also on Instagram, same thing. Also on
0: Instagram, and, you're, and you're, you're throwing jokes out there. As long as you're on the interwebs, kids, you go to at Joe on Joe Pod. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You Follow me. Send me an email to joeandjoepod at gmail.com. I got to be honest, kids. I did the math today. There literally are 10 more episodes left to go in this show. There are only 10 episodes so if you want to be a guest on the show i'm putting the call out right now get into me asap because time is ticking and by the end of the year we're going to be done with joe on joe so at least in its current incarnation i'm not making any promises however so get out there, do it. Uh, oh, make sure you go to Patreon, patreon.com slash how You can help support the show and get access to our Patreon exclusive podcast, Joe and Joe Illustrated, where we go over every single episode of G.I. Joe, a real American hero the comic book in sequential order, page by page, panel by panel, and we really dig in. Joe and Joe listeners know that I love comic books, G.I. Joe, pop culture, and my wife and dogs are pretty great, too. I also love learning how people get to where they're at and where they're going. All of that comes together over at the Dreamer Comics Podcast. Except for my family stuff, that'd be really weird. Omar Spahi interviews someone from the comic industry every episode, and they break down the journey that creator took to get from reading comics to creating them. Comic luminaries like Jim Valentino, Ross Ritchie, Kyle Higgins, and so many more can be found at DreamerComicsPodcast.com or find them anywhere you get your podcasts. Everyone has a dream. Learn how to make yours a reality. And we're back with that. We are going to uh, start the episode. Are you
1: all ready, Michael? I am ready to go. I'm very All excited. right.
0: Michael Witt, writer,
1: counselor,
0: former. former no, I'm thinking of a, a, a retirement home enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, you know what? Like I said, I've been working since I was nine years old. I'm 32. It's over 20 years. I should be able to retire. <laughs> oh yeah!
0: Oh yeah! Yeah yeah yeah. And 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 you and you you just you, I think you're just gonna hang out there. You're just gonna live amongst yeah, yeah, live amongst I, them. I, I, They'll be like, oh, you're a new orderly here. You're like, no, I I've I'm I'm down in in 3H. <laughs> I'm excited. So we're gonna get ready. Everyone, put on your DVDs. We're gonna watch uh, Kindergarten Commandos, and here we go. So. And I, and listeners, I know I say this every episode, but I love it. Um, this season of GHO opens with cold opens, which is weird for a cartoon if you think about it. Yeah, like normally cartoons would start with the you know the animated mm-hmm. intro and blah blah blah. And uh, we don't get that this time. So we've got um, that's the, uh, the the head cobra bat, which is you know he's a cobra robot, and they're they're attacking a, a poor fire department who's trying to just put out a fire. And uh, it's pretty dark. Yeah, it's very dark. <laughs> it's very dark. And uh, Duke, Duke's hair, this is the 90s version of Duke where they would like, oh, it's Fahrenheit 451 yeah, is what's books. going on. Yeah, they're totally burning books. So Cobra is traveling around town burning books and burning uh, book depositories. So G.I. Joe has to show up. Uh, there's Mercer, and Mercer is an ex-Cobra soldier who turned to a G.I. Joe guy. It's like okay. Mercer, like mercenary kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. So, G.I. Joe's trying to put this fire out and they're trying to save this uh, book. uh, Is it a book repository or depository? Which one was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald hidden in? It was a book depository, right? That's a good question. I think it's a D with a D. I think it is. But But doesn't it it make sense to be a R, like, because it's a repository to store books? Or does it just mean the same thing?
1: Deposit. You're depositing the books there? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, either way. Either way, the Cobra book burners have been caught and uh they're all uh filing away so
1: so i'm noticing they have like reptilian type skin is that supposed to be hair it's their suit no it's their suit like
0: it's yeah it's the animation on their suit and we see that in this book no it's hilarious in the the book that the cobra troopers had is a fake cobra history book so it had cobra crossing the delaware Mm -hmm. um and so they were burning the regular books and they're going to be replacing them with the new ones. And that's the crux of the episode.
1: Okay. And
0: here's the, uh, you know, here we're going to the opening. So did you ever see any GI Joe at all when you were a kid? Cause this stuff would have been on, this would have been on a couple years when, when you were like five ish, six ish, I think.
1: It's possible. I just don't recall it. What is um, your what
0: is your first I, time you heard J Joe? Like do you remember what the first time you heard the I don't, but it I'm, like I'm watching this and it's reminding me
1: of a show that I did watch at that age. Which is um, He Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Love like it. It, it looks like the same person drew it. Like I mean the, the animations look very well, similar. So
0: here's okay, so wait, so He Man, was it the new adventures of He Man, the one when he was in space, or was it the one like the old school traditional barbarian He Man? Do you remember?
1: Uh, I, if I recall correctly, it was more still than it was animated. It was like so. it's
0: Barbarian He Man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because they did they did a reboot of He Man mm-hmm. around this time. I'm not sure exactly the years, but it was around this time. And they, um, you know, because they had to refresh, they were trying to refresh everything, and they mm-hmm. called it the New Adventures of He Man. And they set it in like a more of a Buck Rogers kind of setting, mm-hmm. and that looked a little more GI Joey. So, Kindergarten Commandos, written by Doug Booth, we know Doug Booth's a talented writer. And it's it's a well written episode. Uh, it's, it's dealing with a lot of fun subjects, I think, actually. Um, and they're really pushing these. Uh, these are to. the the um, like Air Commandos uh, helicopter toys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These this season is really saying go out and buy these toys, kids, because they're always using the the the. the, the air commando copters they're always using the gliders that we see we saw a little bit earlier and we see a little bit later in the episode and uh mercer's digging into the plot here oh look at this that's a that's a camera phone (laughs) that is a mercer has a camera phone on his gi joe walkie talkie that's fantastic that's james bond level stuff and if you look at the placement of like the iris that is kind of like your your iphone you know what I mean? Like, they didn't... The animation of it isn't, like, big and clunky to look like a camera. Like, yeah, it's just should, a little Apple round...
1: Apple him a season and desist or something. No, they need to send Apple a cease <laughs> yeah, exactly, and desist. You this, go. Was, <laughs>
0: this was before Apple. I love that. That's really great. So, books are just blowing up everywhere. I like confetti. So, you... Um, uh, so, is, is so, it
1: good to uh, burn um, false history books, given the impact it will have on the environment? Wow, these are the kinds of—I don't. That's a pretty deep, question. huh? Yeah. Okay, Joe. We've got a fix on Mercer's last known
0: position, but be careful—it's bound to be invested with. snakes. <laughs> and and what we're dancing around is that literally in the news, and I and I don't like to get super super political on the show because I know I have listeners of all walks of life, and mm-hmm. and and I and I hesitate doing this, but. We, I literally, there was in the news recently where in Texas they were going to write Hillary Clinton out of textbooks.
1: Hillary Clinton and uh, uh, there was another lady who was getting written out as well.
0: Yeah, and Grace Kelly, Grace Jones. So Grace Jones, (laughs) Grace Jones, (laughs) this giant African (laughs) model from the eighties. Yeah, and uh, that's frightening. To yeah, me. just the idea of that is frightening. Mm-hmm. The idea that, regardless of whatever party you tend to be on, mm-hmm. uh, that that would be an acceptable answer to you. you know? I
1: I agree because you can't tell America's story without her, you like can, her or not. No, you can't. I I don't exactly. I don't. I did not like Ronald Reagan, but I don't think he should be taken out of history books. No, um, of
0: course. Yeah, I mean, there's there's it's it's maddening. Mm-hmm. It's maddening to hear that being done by 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 people in the modern age that's the kind of draconian stuff that they used to do you know hundreds of years ago Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. like the the middle ages to control people's thoughts Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. like let's write going back to the bible 2000 years ago you know let's let's write mary magdalene out of the bible yeah yeah because Mm -hmm. we don't you know we want we don't want to we want this we want that result we want this result and it's it's yeah,
1: I'm Jewish. I don't think she's in my book anyway. Oh so.
0: <laughs> well. Oi, oi, cavalc.
1: Kind of, we're, yeah. we're, we're we're a few yeah. notches ahead yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> but it's
0: that kind of thought police. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and it's it's scary. And and it, it can happen in any way. I mean, it, you don't get me wrong. There's propaganda on both sides. But the most basic things of like school test textbooks and and keeping. Wait, science- is he
1: feeding? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Is he feeding a snake to a? a frog well he well i mean he wouldn't that,
0: that frog to i snake. mean he, yeah he he would that snake is going to eat the frog even Uh-oh. though that's like a garter snake like that's a that's not a crazy venomous snake that frog is awesome though look yeah. at the animation on that
1: yeah he looks too happy he's definitely going to have yeah to die. he looks too that upset.
0: cobra yeah that snake looks incredibly upset and okay it's uh it's elliot from et just rescued the frog <laughs> <laughs> okay so cobra is basically in this school classroom with all these kids and the animation on the show is such that gi joes are typically drawn proportional however they've chosen to draw the children as giant bubble-headed cartoon children
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> like you see I what see, i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're very it's so so the effect is cobra has found a mutant group of of mutant human children with giant heads of which to test this
1: new scheme on i mean say what you want about cobra i i, I don't see any school shootings happening so they may be doing the right thing that's true yeah that's true <laughs> that is absolutely true
0: yeah so uh i think it's yeah i think there's a lot to be said about this episode i think this warns a lot you know this oh wait never mind I yeah
1: firing for blowing up food trucks oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which there's i've never a, had visit my school there's so. a school shooting going on
0: and <laughs> that uh got to stop those snakes before if you, you notice one of the kids was like really upset about it the rest of them were like yeah, hell yeah <laughs> way to go way to go metalhead um so also a neat little trick i think it's that smart kid that does it later uh the kid i call him smart kid because he has glasses because mm-hmm. that's the language of cartoons if you mm-hmm. have glasses you're, you're smart. the smart kid mm-hmm. um that kid was paying attention to Metalhead, and that comes in later because I believe that kid fires, if memory serves me, he fires Metalhead's rock. Metalhead has an um, uh, audio-controlled rocket pack, and he yells bang, and that's how it fires. I hate it personally, but it's a fun gag on the show. I think the kid fires it later because he saw him do it
1: with the bang. Now, why does this school just happen to have a pile of king-size mattresses laying around to catch somebody when they fall through the roof? It's uh, they were they were teaching Princess in the P. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. See, there's Quinci- answers. Coincidentally, I fell through a roof and I did not land on a. When did you part. fall through a roof? <laughs> when I was. Uh,
0: well, we're going to go to commercial. I'm going to okay. find out when we come Stay back. Joe Today's file card features on the Sky Patrol Parachute Assembler, codenamed Airborne. His file name is controversial. It's Robert M. Six. His primary military specialty is Sky Patrol Parachute Assembler. His secondary military specialty is Battlefield Medic. His birthplace, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. All paratroopers pack their own chutes, so they'll have no one to blame but themselves if their canopies fail to open. Assembling a chute is another matter altogether. The maintenance of the canopy and shroud line is best left to a master rigger, and there isn't a man in the army who knows more about standard US T-10 parachutes than airborne. Once the patrol is safely on the ground, Airborne becomes their combat medic. He's a real lifesaver in more ways than one. Well, Airborne is one of the most popular guys in the patrol. You have to like him. He makes sure your parachute opens every time you make a jump. Airborne is also the individual who has to go out, usually under heavy enemy fire, to save you from an unfortunate encounter with a bullet or from a run-in with a landmine. Through thick and thin, Airborne is always there when you need him. Now I said controversial, because this says it's Airborne, but it ain't Airborne. It's not Franklin Talltree, the original Airborne. For some reason, they repurposed his name here, and they named him Robert Six. I can't find any nefarious reasons for the switch, so let's just assume it was done behind the scenes just because they wanted another Airborne, and they had a character mode they had to fill. And let's make a little headcanon that Franklin Talltree is the original Airborne. He retired. Let's not assume that he was uh, killed in the line of duty. Let's just say he retired and they had to bring this new guy in. I-, I like the distinction that they make on his file card. He's the parachute assembler, not the parachute packer. As far as the figure goes, he looks good. He's he's all he's all uh, gray. He's got the gray camouflage patch, which is nice because it's actually not apparent at first blush. I just thought he was a little more straight gray. He's got a cool helmet. He's got a red visor on a gray helmet and that's nice and of course you know functional silver parachutes are always sweet and that rounds out our look at all of the sky patrol members we've been doing this now for 12 weeks you know some better than others i think airborne falls in the cool side throwing no shade on our friend tall oh and we have to say airborne is just a repainted lift ticket that's pretty funny so not only did he repurpose someone else's name he also repurposed someone else's body so with that airborne robert m6 we salute you. A, a so you fell through a roof.
1: I fell through a roof. What it was, um, I was 13. It was one of those nights where um, my friend says, oh, tell your mom I'm sleeping at your house. I'll see I'm sleeping at your house. Yeah, We're run yeah, the streets all night. Yeah. So uh, we went on top of a, um, there was a, pool house next to a city-owned pool which was abandoned uh-huh. and uh we would go on top of the pool house to get stoned and we were doing that this night <laughs> and how old were you 13 there were these <laughs> like pipes like these u-shaped pipes that came out of, out of the the rooftop and there were six of us only enough room for five teenage boy butts on this one yeah th-
0: this is by the way how a stephen king story starts
1: <laughs> i sit on the next closest thing i was number six yeah. and the next closest thing was a plexiglass skylight. I didn't even feel my butt touch it. I went straight through, thirty-five feet, landed in what was the men's changing room um, on a wooden bench. Wow, Uh, were there there any old
0: naked men still in there? No, no, no. It was an abandoned building. Too bad. (laughs) Unfortunately, could have been hot.
1: (laughs) So there was um, the bench I landed on was um, about a foot wide by two feet long. All around it was cement floor. I broke my hip. Um, oh, you, yeah. you did! You did break. Yeah, your landing. Hip. But the Holy thing is, sh- I landed on this really small thing that broke my hip. Anything around was cement floor. I could have even been dead. Or that paralyzed. would have just been, yeah. yeah so wow. I got lucky. Wow. Yeah. And it led to a bunch of surgeries. I, did, finally like- it, I finally got it replaced in July 2015. My hip.
0: Holy cow! When you hit the bench, did the bench break? Like no, that-
1: no, no. Actually, no. Stu, so I hit the bench and. It, you know, it knocked a wound out of me like for like, felt like forever. Yeah. And I remember just um, catching my breath and my, <laughs> it was pitch black. My friend's up there with a lighter <laughs> looking down. Wow. I can see him. He can't see me. And I catch my breath and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I can't believe I survived this. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Go to stand up. And it felt like my leg just did a 360. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I, I, I like, I didn't feel pain at first. Yeah. So I tried to stand up thinking I was okay. And yeah. Then I, then I fell over. Um, and surprise I didn't notice this until the next day. Um, a piece of the plexiglass went through one of my arms. Oh that wow! Stitches put in. But, so that—that's wild, man. Yeah, you're,
0: you're li- <laughs> you are actually literally
1: lucky to be alive. Yeah, you really, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Are. The fire department had to break me out of the building and everything. Yeah, it was, yeah the doors were sealed shut. Wow. Yeah, it was a, um, it was a mess.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so what does breaking a hip feel like? Like where? Like where did you? Like I, so, I can't even imagine that. Like, the The pain
1: is like like here. It's, it's like your like inner in thigh. Your, in your inner thigh, yeah. really. Both during the fracture and the pain that you have for the rest of your life. It's like it feels like you, you broke your so be your femur, um. But you know, all the surgery happens like almost on your butt cheek, almost.
0: Um. Okay. Real quick. The kids just literally put a sev- sincere torture device. This is why. This is why. Actually, this is really smart writing. They put a cage on Metalhead that. You ever see like old Vietnam, like Vietnam movies where they would put it or, or World War II torture movies where yeah, they would yeah, put mm-hmm. a cage on someone's head with a rat in it mm-hmm.
1: and the Fresh rat would yeah. torture them, yeah. you
0: know, eat them, whatever. They just did that to Metalhead with a gerbil.
1: Is that Lemmy Winks?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you must. You must. I'm the katata fish. <laughs> Jesus you must, Christ. <laughs> you must find your way. Lemmy Winks.
1: <laughs> just uh. let <laughs> me
0: wings let me
1: wings such a great
0: show i love that show so much but i that is shockingly
1: awesome that they yeah, did yeah, that yeah. gag on this um it's, it's shockingly awesome because again it's a kid show yeah they're right well and they're, they're bringing about like this medieval medieval torture device yes. in a public school oh that's great it's great i love
0: that and i love oh, that the man. kids are sassing back on cobra they're <laughs> clapping back they're not taking it uh and here we go this is the day glow era of gi joe vehicles yeah. So everyone's driving around in in pink and orange trucks and stuff, and I know this was definitely. I mean, this I've before. Sure, this was the tail end of me being into it. I wasn't really watching these episodes, but but I was still playing the toys. I still had the toys going, and when these toys were on the shelf, I was like, I don't want this. Like, this isn't this isn't the G.I. Joe I signed up for. It doesn't look remotely real.
1: Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Um, and the, the the ninjas are trapped. Mercer's uh, tied up Cobra Commander. He, Mercer's cool because he's just there to rescue the kids. That's what's Jones exciting for me. Here soon. So, in the meantime, they're just going to uh, hang out in the yard. And meanwhile, that kid looks like, <clears throat> pardon me, this is Mercer 2. So, this is like a, a second iteration of the character called Mercer, mm-hmm. right? That young redhead kid yeah. looks like the first iteration of Mercer as a child. You're like he had a buzz cut ah, okay. redhead or, you know, he's either red or, or like a brown haired, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that he looks like a young Mercer in this. I, I don't think that's necessarily probably on purpose, but you never know. We're going to commercial back. Hey listeners, if you're anything like me, all apologies to your family. I just kidding. It's likely that they made you this way. No, I'm talking about that. I'm always looking for more G.I. Joe content, and I think I found it. Stop what you're doing. Okay, don't stop listening to this podcast. Can't you multitask? And go to Facebook slash Special Mission Force. Brian Wilkins is curating all kinds of wonderful, nostalgic G.I. Joe content, including new pics from his fantastic Instagram page, at Special Mission Force. On his Instagram, he's taking photos of Joe's out in the wild, in the real world, doing stuff. For me, the two things that stand out the most are his variety of characters that he takes pictures of, and like the depth of field in these pictures. It's just a wonderful job of directing focus for you. I think you really will enjoy his work. So like him on Facebook, follow him on Instagram and Twitter, and get ready for his website, SpecialMissionForce.com. He's a name to watch in the GHO game, so get on board now. Now back to the show. So there's a lot of big ideas in this episode, but ultimately it just like, like circles around uh, the movie "Kindergarten Cop" and
1: "Home Alone." You know
0: what I mean? That's really what that's really what this episode is. Uh, but it starts out with such a grand idea, which you know, which is the, the the thought training of of children into indoctrinating them into the Cobra way. Yeah, he needs a shirt. Yeah, I was like, just thinking a, about a, that. Like, yeah, so yeah, Road Pig. Life. Yeah, his name is Road Pig, and he really needs a shirt. I, it, the figure.
1: Now, why is he, this kid have red eyes?
0: Because he's been smoking weed. <laughs> that's that's you before you broke your Oh, uh, Okay,
1: that's, no, no. Oh, oh, oh I, that we didn't ever, never got to smoke that night.
0: Oh, you didn't even yeah, have... I, I totally ruined the night. They should have... <laughs> well, see, knowing how medicinal marijuana works, they should have tossed you down a J. This and, is
1: 1999. We were teenagers. We didn't really know much about municipal Yeah. Uh, municipal, well, uh, municipal, municipal marijuana. <laughs> marijuana municipal marijuana. where you The your, city mandates. Yeah, your, you smoke, your city you get, township
0: you just hands people marijuana. <laughs> they should have just thrown a, thrown a joint your way I and mean, been like, chill out, dude. We'll be right there. So, uh, Michael, one of the things we like to do on this show is Mm -hmm. we like to ask our guests if you could be a member of the Joe or Cobra team, what would you be and who? uh, What would your code name be? So, uh, what what are are you thinking about, sir?
1: I knew you were going to ask me that, and I've been thinking about that. Um, And I I I want to have a name, but nothing but inappropriate stuff comes to my mind. (laughs) So I'm happy. We
0: usually start with what you do. So, like, what would your what the, the name is usually comes last. So, what would your if you if you had to be a member of a of a paramilitary team uh-huh. or or an international terrorist squad, <laughs> um, you know, so let's so let's say we you, you used to work with the elderly, right? So oh, or, no, sort or, of used to, or yeah, you used to work with students, but yeah. used to hang out. You used to hang out at, at, at retirement homes just because yeah, so it I, was the yeah. hip place to be. The literal <laughs> yeah. hip place. Did you share like did you go back and share like broken hip stories with the old people?
1: I have not, no. <laughs> um
0: and, you know, I'm just going to say that, you know, there, there there needs to be retirement homes. Mm-hmm. Even Cobra soldiers get old. But, and, but I did and...
1: say I, I wanted to get out of counseling and go into HR. So how about I can be like the HR director for the terrorist organization? Okay, so you want to work for Cobra.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so or you... maybe
1: do like benefits or something like
0: that. Yeah, okay, so you're, you're the <laughs> HR director for Cobra. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um,
1: and so sexual harassment training. I do all that. Make sure Yeah, train them how to do it. Like you're in Cobra
0: now. So, you know, we want you to grab butts and we want you to do this.
1: OK, so you're the you're the
0: HR director for Cobra. I like that quite a bit. And um,
1: drug tests as well. Drug test. So yeah. Like, what, what, And what I mean by that is we'll put a bunch of drugs on the table. Everybody will test them. Yeah. Out. yeah
0: you'll test them out. Make sure that they're working. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I like that a lot. What. Um. So uh, I'm thinking of a name like something like. um Oh, I just had it. Oh, it was just in my head. It was just in my head. Uh, gu- uh, guidance, miss counsel, miss counselor. Come on. What, what? Oh, the dog just came in the room. Um,
1: Miss Counselor Michael or Miss Counseling Michael Miss
0: Counsel Miss Counsel No Miss Counsel sounds like you're a female <laughs> crime fighter in the 40s. I'm Miss Counsel. Mr. Miss Counsel? Mr Miss <laughs> mis- Mr Miss Counsel. That sounds like you're, like you're Mr McZittleplick. I'm I, I had I had one in my head and it Well, I want to I want to call you I want to go like HR Human Rat Sources. But that but that doesn't seem right either. Mm. Well, we're we're gonna get this. We're gonna nail this down by the end of the episode. But uh, as we have now, we've got this is the Home Alone part. So all these oh, traps so they're, that the kids—they're not up. even human, though. No, these are robots, oh, and that's okay. what I, makes this—that's that. what makes this great. Because once they introduce the battle android troopers, the robots can can um, be blown up, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and you can show the the effects of it without punching actual people and stuff. So there's only one guy on the screen. Let's see, he's the only human. Mm-hmm, the rest mm-hmm. are robots. But here we got that that. All the kids doing their, their home alone, um, you know tricks, yeah, tricks. Trats. Yeah, they would all grow up to become like homebrew terrorists, <laughs> thanks to their training from Mercer, <laughs> the ex Cobra now GI Joe oh, guy. Yeah, thanks a lot.
1: Oh, cobras to a bunch of kids. Yeah,
0: this oh, is yeah. this is pretty funny. This is like the time when um, there was another episode where Cobra had their plans improved by Metalhead's aging grandmother. Who, who visited from the old country, and she fixed all their plans. So it's like either Cobra is going to be fixed by old people or they're going to be ruined by the youth. But either way, they're not capable of doing anything. And here's that little uh, the little redhead Mercer kid. He's uh, he's on a tear now. This is just a lot of firepower to be having around young children.
1: Yeah, you know, redhead children are always problems. Um, I'm just going to put that out there. Well, well nobody's stopping them. <laughs> and he calls them
0: snakespear too, which is very funny. Like Shakespeare, Snake mm-hmm, That mm-hmm. makes me laugh. Yeah, I'd say it's more like time for me to go fire! Yo, oh, that's it. Bang, yeah. Bang, that's the bang. kid who uses the fire bang thing. Yeah. So he knows that it's... it's so he fires his missiles, which seems like it's a bad... Um, Bad security on, yeah, yeah. Like if it, anybody like can it, say they Yeah, it's fire got it should be voice bang. activated mm-hmm, based mm-hmm. on based on heavy metal's voice or metalhead's voice, not heavy metal metalhead's voice. I mean, necessarily it, this. it works
1: better than Siri from what I'm watching.
0: That's, that is true, <laughs> that is very true. I can never get my Siri to work ever. And uh, Alexa in the house does not recognize Rebecca. So, okay, now oh, she's really Alexa hears me, yeah, but Alexa, <laughs> yeah. It's never hears Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca has to put on a husky Joe voice for Alexa. Wow. Fine. Yeah. She's like, well, I love you. <laughs> yeah. So Cobra Commander's done. He's defeated. Have you ever had these
1: kind of days as a school counselor? Feeling like defeated? Where, yeah. Absolutely. I, I've also, uh, as a child, I've also had days where I would beeline to the the toy he's sitting on. I want to spin around. Yeah. Like, that was my, I don't even know what they're called, but that, growing up, that was my favorite recess toy. What are those called? Do you remember?
0: Uh, it's the spinner. He's on like a, um, not not a merry-go-round. Uh, yeah, but a bunch uh, of people can get on the, and the, you spin the, yeah, around. Yeah, the thing you just spin in a oh, circle. Still love on, those yeah, and it gets and, and they're,
1: they're nowhere nowadays because everybody's like all safe with kids for some reason. Like, I would yeah. love to do that. Like, that would be, that's fun to me. That's,
0: that's, <laughs> well, hilarious. maybe not that. Okay. So, Brainy Bradley. Hooked up one of the air, air Commandos helicopter packs to the spinner spinner, 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 spinner thing. thing? Yeah. It's
1: one that you can stand on there, it. There's bars. You yeah, hold on to it. Yeah, you spin around. Yeah,
0: the thing at the playground. And yeah. Cobra Commander spun so fast, he took off like a helicopter mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. flew off into the night. And yes. That's how Cobra Commander leaves this episode. It's very realistic.
1: Yeah, those are so fun. And, like, jumping off of them, or, like, I would go on them with friends. We'd try to push each other off. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And now you go to the playground oh, these days. Oh, there's Cobra and Commander like, just y- landed. <laughs> like a discus.
1: Yeah, playgrounds nowadays, you can't get hurt yeah. by them. I mean, where's the fun? Well, yeah,
0: I know, right? Everything's soft and rubber. <laughs> yeah, like, you it's safe. Like, where's all the jagged, tires and jagged all metals that have been urinated uh-huh, by uh-huh. hobos?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I want some, like, rust in my blood. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Every rocket slide ever was just a place for homeless people to urinate in. Mm-hmm. And I don't, Anything? and I mean, ever. Like, whatever, whatever.
1: Anything that was a tube was yeah. a place for homeless people to sleep in. The, yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Whatever, I don't care what suburb you lived in, mm-hmm. whatever kind of community mm-hmm. you lived in. Whether it was kids or homeless people, they would sleep in it and they would pee in it. Yep. Those are the and two things that happened. Neighborhood would
1: happen parents it. would bring their kids the next day. Oh.
0: Yeah, and it, every rocket slide—that's what we—it mm-hmm. was just the worst. And you couldn't. You, the only time you could comfortably slide down it, use it as an actual slide, mm-hmm. was after a heavy rain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> or if it was brand
1: new. You know, even when they were clean, you would still get a bad shock after you got the slide. So slides were never friendly to children. you, you, yeah. a, like, you couldn't touch anything for yeah. until you were. de-electrified yeah yeah. (laughs) or if
0: it was hot if it was hot they were like reflective they were shiny metal (laughs) yeah so it would like be super scorching Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. It's a whole lot of things that kids just don't understand we fixed for them Mm -hmm. we have the scars and broken hips to prove it oh (laughs) that's terrible oh and i and i got the name i totally got your name and and it it, it was one of those things where it's in my head i'm like okay this will work and then it it, like a word you know know, just a gone (laughs) word Mm -hmm. and you're you're misguiding counselor there we go. That's it. That's I like it. That. You're I like mis- that. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're Miss Guidance counselor and you're the Cobra HR guy. Yeah. Fine with me. I love it. I, I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. It's
1: so great. So,
0: Michael, this is your first episode of G.I. Joe. What
1: did you think of it? Um, like, if you were 10 years old and watching this, that's exactly where I was, just, I was just going to go with that. Like, um, 10 years old, I would have liked it. Uh, but as an adult, I like it too. But I, I see so many things that. As, like weapons at a school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're not and, wrong. I, and, and, I, and I'm not critical. I, I love that. because I think that's yeah. funny. Like, like especially, like, like, not, like, my thing growing up, my, my cartoon growing up was Ren and Stimpy. Like oh, I, yeah. And I still love yeah, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, Whenever, it, yeah. like, every once in a while I go, go on YouTube or, or, or find them yeah. somewhere online and look at some of their stuff. And what and I remember rolls like, downstairs, downstairs that was a
0: loner in pairs, was yeah, over your neighbor's dog. It's great for a snack, log, it, it fits in your back. It's, it's log, 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 log. It's log, it's log. big, it's, it's heavy, it's, it's wood. It's, it's log, log. log, it's, it's log, log. It's, it's better than, than bad, bad, it's, it's good. good. Everyone loves a log. Everyone loves a log. Log, log, log,
1: log, log. Second best product's a log. The best product, excuse me, is salve. Salve? You remember the salve salesman? It was like a cream. That you could use to wipe your butt. Oh, my God. That's great. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's the best episode. And oh. also the rubber nipples. Oh, the rubber nipples. I remember the rubber nipples, nipples, yeah. Uh, Mr. Horse. The Mr. Horse. horse
0: is Mr. it. Awesome. No, sir. I <laughs> don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, such and, yeah. Such uh, an amazing show. Yeah.
1: I mean, looking back at that, like looking at this, like there's so many things in it. You're like, wow. Like people just let that go into the mind of Well, well <laughs> but you know, I mean, it
0: was... I mean, it was a different time. It, I mean, there's so much of this that was. Um, this was post Home Alone. Home Alone was like '89, right, or '90?
1: Yeah, like early '90s. Yeah. Like, so I mean, this
0: there's 90s. definitely like Home Alone influence here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is fun. You know, it's just it was a, a time when you, you wouldn't think that it, it's so. I guess it's so preposterous that a military people would be there. That mm-hmm. that's the joke. You know, like even the movie. Um, that movie, Kindergarten Cop, which I don't know, I can't remember if that came out before or after this. But like, there were guns at, yeah, in, really in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't. You if you made that movie today, mm-hmm. you wouldn't bring the guns into the school mm-hmm, part of it. You wouldn't do that, even though that movie's harmless. You know, it's yeah, it's exactly. funny. It's you know, it is what it is. But you wouldn't do that today. So like, this isn't so weird, you know, because See, it was
1: something that people just didn't think of. Right. Like, they and, wouldn't, I, and they I think wouldn't the imagine change, it would be a thing. There's been a, a change in cartoons, so it went from like putting this crazy stuff, like like guns in schools, yeah. like as, as a cartoon, to nowadays um, it's very friendly, you know, like SpongeBob and stuff like that. But if you watch SpongeBob as an adult, there's a lot of adult themed jokes in SpongeBob yes. that kids yes. do not get. So yeah. I think they, what they did is they um, made it very kid friendly, but also very adult friendly, with no yeah. in between. We um, y- yes,
0: we, yeah, yeah. We talk about that a lot on this show. We were this these shows were definitely talking to kids, mm-hmm. but they were talking to kids in adult language.
1: Exactly, and they and weren't. Yeah, it, yeah, they
0: weren't. They weren't pandering to them. And then you get into the pander ones, and then you go to the best element, which is the SpongeBob's of the world, where or the Batman animated mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. series of the world, where there is something enjoyable, truly enjoyable for adults, and there's truly something positive for kids. But there's, and the, the kids can find the older material in it, or they can just live in the in the lower. And GI Joe was that mid range where it wasn't necessarily speaking to the highbrow, but it definitely wasn't really. I mean, this this era gets a little pandering. I, mm-hmm. You don't know the history of it. The first two seasons of jejo were more were less cartoony. This mm-hmm. is pretty cartoony. This isn't the, the stuff that most I think most of people I know I really love took it more seriously, and it was more like here's a straight action adventure mm-hmm. with a little charm, and that's that middle ground of
1: it's not super for super highbrow, but we're not pandering here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the era coinc- where
0: they started pandering a lot more.
1: Coincidentally, yesterday I met with. I met, Group of writers that I meet with, and um, somebody was referencing uh, the SpongeBob Krabby Patty's training video. Was, there was an episode on SpongeBob, where I guess. Well, we watched it yesterday because somebody insisted that we watch it, and um, the episode is essentially a long training video for to work at the Krabby Patty. You know that uh-huh. SpongeBob had to watch, and it tells you the history of the guy, the, the crab who owns the Krabby Patty. And there's a part in his history where they say. Um, eventually I got myself together after the war and, <laughs> and, and he's like so, and it shows Mr. Krabby Pack whatever his name he's so like run down and everything yeah. and like like this is like a PTSD type joke and yeah. these kids have no idea what, they're, what that means and I'm like dying laughing at it yeah. <laughs> it's great and like that's what I mean. Like, there's that kind of humor built into the cartoons nowadays, and yeah, I think that's that's it's, funny. It's,
0: I think it's a sign of of, of good writing, mm-hmm. and you know, it's smart writing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Which you which you can find anywhere if you look close enough. And I look forward to seeing your good writing and your smart writing somewhere uh, someday on a oh, screen or so. stage. I hope. so. I look forward to it, yeah, man. Thank I think, you. Thank you. I think you're going to do well, Michael Witt. Remember to follow him on Twitter at wit Michael W I T T. Michael. And thank you for I'm being. Sorry, can I do one more quick thing? Yeah,
1: make sure it's Whit Michael because there is an incredibly hot, and I'm, I'm a straight man. But there is an incredibly sexy, hot Michael Whit rugby player from Australia. Oh, <laughs> hey now! <laughs> yeah, and if you Google um, like Michael Whit naked, his photos show up. So, well, listen, <laughs> it, it's pretty
0: interesting. So maybe you st- know what? <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there to the gods of search engines. Maybe. The Joe on Joe show picks up some of the Michael Witt heat, and maybe <laughs> we blow up because people are like, Michael Witt, the incredibly hot well, rugby, say <laughs> rugby,
1: rugby. Yeah, incredibly so hot yeah. rugby
0: player, was a guest on Joe on Joe. Oh my god, I need to listen. So you know what? Let's cross our fingers. Let's hope we both draft <laughs> off of the incredibly hot Michael. There Witt we go. Hey, player. I'll
1: bank on anything.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> well, um, thank you very much. Thank you, Miss Guidance <laughs> Counselor, for being a guest on the show. And uh, now you Joe, and Joeing is half the battle.